This is a Hoff Studios podcast. We are joined today by my longtime collaborator, one of my best friends in the whole world, a priestess. <laughs> is it okay if I call you a priestess? Yeah, I don't call myself that like personally however because the word's gotten really co-opted by like social media kind of influencer priestess vibes oh yeah but uh, i just find you to be a a (laughs) mystic i feel like it's one of those things that if somebody else calls you that then it's great but it's kind of space holder yeah no you can call me that but i'm not (laughs) i'm not putting it in my ig bio yeah 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 yeah. if you heard that voice that was alexandra roxo She's, and I'm just gonna serve it up real from the start. Yeah, we're just. Uh, she's always been serving up real from the start. Um, you may have checked out her um, episode here on Mom Curious about a year and a half ago, where she was in a totally different place in life. She was writing her book, Dare to Feel, which is her second book that's out right now. Um, I had the pleasure of listening to the audiobook, which she narrates. I loved every single second. Um, what you may not know is that Alexandra is also a new mother. I am. How old is the baby now? She'll be three months on the 27th, which is in two days from wow. where we are now. So she's she's acting like a three-month-old. Is she? Yeah, she's, she's like having full conversations with cooing sounds with us all the time. Now when we lay her on her back on the bed, she's like, and knows that's her conversation space. <laughs> and so she'll just start talking like, I'm like, do all babies do that? Not all babies do that. My, actually, my son did it more than my daughter, but that's your child. Yeah, she's like, she's got a lot to say. <laughs> but everyone, it's crazy because they have their own personalities from the very start. Yeah. No, she's fiery. Is she? Yeah. When, like, I'm nursing her and if I, like, try to, like, pet her or something, she just, like, pushes my hand away. She's like, girl, I'm trying to eat. <laughs> I love it so much. Boundaries from the start. She has good boundaries. She has good boundaries? Yeah. But then she's also really sensitive and she needs me when she needs me. She's a Scorpio. Mm. Yeah. What's it like being in the middle of your fourth trimester, right? That's what they call it. Very beginning. And putting out your book baby out into the world. Is it a weird thing to call it a book baby now that you have a real baby? No. No. I mean, it's a lot. It's like, so my first book, Fuck Like a Goddess, felt like this book around how as women we reclaim our voices, we make peace with our sexuality Mm -hmm. and do the healing that all of us have um, a necessity for there and with our bodies. And it felt like, Here's the spiritual, psycho-emotional kind of look at this, these collective imprints that we've gotten as women, most of us. You know, some people escape those through however, I don't know, but... I don't know either. (laughs) (laughs) But most women kind of have dealt with at some point in their life issues around their body, around their voice. Am I too much? Am I not enough? Is my sexuality too much? Is it either do I have to pick to be a virgin or a whore kind of an archetype? because that was what was taught to me in a religious context. So my first book was kind of like 
get right with me, Mm. find my empowered voice, but from a very spiritual lens. So not just like find my feminist voice or something like that, but find a wholeness in my body so that I could essentially show up to life and to a partnership and to a family, not from a place where I am like sort of dragging like my fears and insecurities and addictions and stuff. Not that those things go away, but Mm. I, I wanted to have done some of the cleanup around it and some of the reclaiming around it. Yeah, but you know what's really cool about you, and you've been this way from the very beginning, that when you do something for you, you almost immediately, in the right time, share it with others. Because there, you can tap into a sort of collective um, narrative identity yeah. experience through your own self, which I really value in you as an artist and as, um, as a healer. Yeah, thank you. And that book came right on the heels of like Me Too. Mm. And a lot of women, I think, have, well, I know because it's done really well, the book, mm. a lot of women have responded to it. Like, I needed to to hear this. Um, I needed to look at these places in my own journey. Uh, so, but then this book is kind of like, it's kind of like, okay, now that I'm like feeling more empowered, I'm accepting my sexuality. I don't think I'm too much anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm not fighting my body to be skinny or whatever the hell. So now what? Now I would like to be a partner and live and I would like to, yeah, I'd like to live from here, right? Like a normal human life. No big deal. Right. Yeah. I'd like to have a family. I mean, what's funny is like your normal human life is pretty epic. Just like, (laughs) which is kind of like the premise of the book, you guys, like her normal human life. You're an artist. You are an artist. You are a seeker. You are an adventurer. I mean, these stories are, and I was there for so many of them. Um, as a witness and as a participant, and they really are fucking fun. It's Thank really kind of cool, actually, knowing you, knowing you all this while, like, but knowing now this next chapter that, like, you know, I just finished the audiobook, and and this sort of is like a postscript almost to know, like, this is the next adventure, and it seems so, um like normal to the rest of the world like oh you have a baby and you have a a a love a partner and I know that it has taken you so much soul searching so much giving so much living to get to this point to make this your art and your adventure yeah well, this is a huge accomplishment. It is. And I mean, I want to give a distinction because it's not just any type of partnership, right? It's like there are partnerships that if I would have if I would have married, let's say my 25-year-old boyfriend had a family, I could have had that now, but I would have been in a completely toxic relationship. We would have been both dealing with like toxic patterns, codependency, addictive patterns, etc. And I chose, and there's no right or wrong way to do it. You know, some people do that and they get divorced and then they do the work on themselves and then they find someone at another place in their life. But for me, I decided not to make that big step until I felt a sense of wholeness and healing Mm. within myself. Mm. And maybe some people don't even need to do that healing. Some people don't have as much of a curriculum to heal. Like, that's fine. I mean, or to or to the degree that maybe some of us. And we both share this, do. Yeah. But I do think that there is something, you're an oracle of sorts, in that you did need to do the, all that healing. You did need to do all that living, I didn't want to pass all it that on. laughing, all that crying. Well, that, yeah, the good stuff, yeah. 
Yeah, like yeah. you needed that. Yeah. yeah. And that was your timeline. Yeah. Almost in order to report that to the reader. Right, 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 right. You yeah, know, as that. as the um sort of uh, leader, you know, you're like, here's the path, gal. You want to walk mm. it with me? I'll, I have the balls, <laughs> for lack of a better word. I have the ovaries to get through it. And yeah. um, and you can too. I'll I'll chart the path ahead. Yeah, that's how I felt reading reading the book. And I also just want to say that it was so fun just going through the streets of New York with you. Oh, like there's a lot of New York stories in the book, yeah. and it's just like a lot of stories on facing those shadows in the heart, facing the pain, facing the the discomfort, which we can do and like in partnership, outside of partnership, whatever. Like we all have stuff. We all have patterns. Making it adventure, mm. not making it like, oh God, this is awful. It's like, oh no, like I'm experiencing my own, let's say fears or doubts or insecurities, but I'm also having an adventure mm. while I'm knowing myself. You and make not, it artful. Really, yeah, not and not becoming a not being a victim of it. I guess is the other piece. It's just like, yeah, that's where I was at, right? Mm. Like, let's say dating people that weren't like up to par with my heart standards, and like saying yes, let's say to a bunch of of men who were a no. Wait, speaking of no, mm. there's a character in your book Noah who I knew personally. <laughs> Who I loved oh, and who yeah. loved you so well. And I just was so glad to see her expressed that way. Um, it brought me to tears. It really oh. did. That love was so healing and epic and an adventure. Yeah. Um, and it's so cool because, you know, we think of moms as like, I don't know, like, I don't like that they cool. have Like they, they haven't had a bunch of like. Lovers, lovers men women trans traveled around the world like yeah but i guess not i mean not everybody has but i actually really wanted to like live before not that i i'm not saying it to be judgmental at all like to but i wanted to explore before i think becoming you, a mom i think you represent a, a large portion of the population because okay. we are having children later in life for okay. a reason yeah not just to make money not just to have a career although those are those are valid, but I, I do think that now that we have the technology to uh, put off pregnancy until we're ready, mm -hmm. um, you know, I know that's a whole conversation, but but we do for now. And and and. But uh, I didn't use technology. You didn't use birth control. Oh, that kind of technology. <laughs> I'm like, what technology oh, are you talking I mean, but, about? But some people, some people. Okay, we're talking about birth control. We're talking okay. about abortions. We're talking about yes, um, yes. That we're talking about abstinence if yeah. we, if need okay. be. Okay. We're talking about um, <laughs> we're talking about freezing your eggs. We're talking yeah. about surrogacy. You know, so there we yeah. talk about that on, on the show quite a lot. That we have a lot of options, and I yeah. think that those options allow women to say, you know what, I have a life I want to live. Right. And that doesn't mean that I don't want to continue to live my life as a mother, but it is inevitably going to change. Look, yeah. you're here with your almost three-month-old and you're like, wow, it's a lot to see what New York City is on this little system. I'm glad I didn't have to see it for a while, until now. I got totally. to like really enjoy New York on my system. Right. Me. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But you wanted to live. You wanted to live and you wanted to make art. And like you're right, a lot of women are choosing that nowadays. 
and choosing to go out and have adventures like we didn't maybe see our moms do that so much no my mom was 19 when she had her first child yeah my mom was 27 but she had she had a few good adventures i think but i don't think she had like had a lot of lovers or mm. you know that kind of thing but i did mm. but yeah so I mean, everybody's path is so different. So, so different. Yeah. What I do see sometimes is like women who are maybe more like me who are like, oh, I want to like live my dreams, have a big career, like travel, have lots of lovers. And then being like, oh, shit, now I want a kid. Mm. And now I'm now I don't have a person or now it's. I'm, you know, quote unquote, past the the date or whatever. I see that happen a lot, mm. and it's painful. And I thought that was going to be me. I thought that. In the in the last conversation that we had on this show, there was a there was a pain pocket that we were exploring together around not knowing, yeah, if it was possible to be in partnership um, and having a baby. I mean, there was a real longing for you even just a year and a half ago. Can you imagine what a different life you're leading right now? Totally. It can change quickly. It can change quickly. They say in the 12 steps, sometimes uh, quickly, sometimes slowly. Yeah. But it can be quick yeah. like that. Yeah. And I do I, see a huge change. Yeah. I had to have a like a moment where I was like, okay, I... I'm admitting in myself that I really want this thing that is quote unquote so normal that the part of me that was so boring fringe. Yeah. was like, oh, no, I don't I don't need to do that whole traditional family thing right now because like I've got all these projects going on, <laughs> which are fun. The projects are fun. But yeah. It turns out the project of family is also fun. It is. It is, is it? Tell me. Can you tell me more about it? How's yeah. it going? No, I mean, it's it's I'm so happy that I did it. And I feel for my friends that that didn't do it you know and that aren't able to have that and I feel for women who are in that place and you can come hang out with me and my baby anytime <laughs> and you can listen to this show and know that by the way you know there are other there ways. are other options there's fostering so, there's yeah. adopting there's surrogacy yeah, there's, there's so a much. lot of um you know there's there's egg freezing if you feel like that's that's yeah. something that's that's necessary there are there are options totally. for people and that doesn't mean that there isn't pain involved yeah. in that too I, yeah. but you know you talk about your miscarriage um in the in the last um uh, chapter of the book and there is pain yeah there that is was, pain that the experience so of being alive is is painful yeah and i i can't I can't hold everybody's heart in that, though I do wish I could, you know. Um, yeah. Because I feel that. Because I was, a, I, I felt after I had a miscarriage, I was like, well, what if I can't get pregnant, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, and the miscarriage was just so painful. Like it, I was it, on the phone with you. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember your screams of pain so oh my God. vividly. Yeah. And um, so many people go through it. Yeah. So many people go through it, and I just. I'm so moved that you kept going. Yeah. You know, somehow you did keep hope. Somehow you did. I did for a few more years, for like two more years, you know. And we weren't trying during that time, but I was. we were kind of getting on the same page if we wanted to commit to each other in this way because the miscarriage, that pregnancy was an accident. Mm -hmm. um, and um, it wasn't an accident in a way because it kind of made me go, wait a minute. It's time to get this show on the road if I really want this. I had the same experience. You did? Yeah. When I had a miscarriage. I was like, that was an accident and I'm okay with... I was actually okay with the miscarriage itself. But I was like, 
I now I really want this. And I felt the soul contract between me and Dan, which isn't always the case. Yeah. But I felt it strongly. Yeah, I felt and ours I, too. I, and then I wanted it, a yeah. child. Yeah. Did you guys have like healing that had to happen (laughs) after that miscarriage i had healing that had to happen after that miscarriage during the pregnancy (laughs) after the pregnancy during the second pregnancy after the second pregnancy yes yeah for me and you were talking about this like um and i don't know i i I, it's an ongoing process yeah healing right yeah 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 and um but it's like it's it's a stop and start and stop and start and pick up, put down, pick up, put down. Mm. Um, but I do think that you're right that, you know, in the experience of reading your book, there was a lot that was cleared in your two books. Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. lot that was cleared mm-hmm. before this soul came through you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I was able to do that healing work. I remember kind of like when I was pregnant the first time before I miscarried and my partner and I were having a big fight. And I remember thinking, I do not want to pass this on to our child because I saw my parents fight and be passive aggressive, resentful. Um, Divorced. Divorced. And I was like, that. I don't want to do that to someone. I know what it feels like to be on the other end of that. And and so that wasn't the appropriate time for me to become a mother because we were still needing to get through a bunch of our own bullshit. And, you know, isn't it amazing that, like, the babies know it? Yeah. And, and I, I remember thinking, is this baby not going to stay because we are just not ready to become parents this baby the baby that no the first the, the first pregnancy right. yeah, yeah 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 no the, and when we got pregnant this time we were solid we felt so clear this is what we want we have been in therapy and really sat with each other and are like okay this is what i'm bringing this is what you're bringing i now know we know the patterns that play out we can approach them from a non-reactive place now um there's so much you know so much of my deepest childhood stuff came up in the first two years of our relationship because I felt so safe yeah for maybe like the first time yeah I remember talking to you about that the first time you you came on the show about how this like love was really radiating towards you like and how it just like illuminates the shadow yeah and that is what love does yeah and sometimes that happens with the child you know they look at you and you are their everything you are their world they trust you completely and sometimes for many women that can feel really overwhelming and scary i'm glad to hear that's not the case for you right now i mean not yet though i have heard from you and i have heard from like my mentors and stuff like yeah you're gonna have to go through some of the wounds that you experience at different ages of your life yeah. are going to return as your daughter is in those ages. Yeah. And so I, you know, I'm definitely like, ah, <laughs> not looking forward to that so much. You're the one who told me um, I was nursing Paz, my my daughter, my second child. Um, and I took a picture and I was like, I want to be doing a ceremony with you. I think you were doing something cool. And you were like, this is your ceremony. This is your yeah. retreat. This yeah. is your yeah. um, spiritual evolution. And I, I will never forget that, <sighs> that you reflected that back to me. And I think there was a part of you that also really wanted to be a mother yeah. even then. Totally. 
Totally. It's like, yeah, I could be off gallivanting, living my, you know, independent, spiritual, empowered, you know, woman lifestyle. And then yeah. a part of me was like, wait, I actually long for this really human, really, experience. yeah, experience. Um, and I have felt in the experience of just nursing and having my mm -hmm. daughter sleep mm -hmm. on me, like, mm -hmm. this is the deepest meditation. Oh my God, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking good. Yeah. And I just like want to enjoy it because I know it's going to move quickly. Yeah. You know... My kids are, my son's nearly seven. I still cuddle with him to go to bed. Yeah. Which sometimes is annoying, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes, you know, quickly, sometimes slowly, you know, it's, it's a weird thing time. Yeah. It's a holy thing. Yeah. In, um, Judaism, they say, when you get pregnant, they say in the, in a, in a good time, that's when, that's when babies come through. I really feel that for you. Yeah. Do you feel that for your book baby too? I mean, it's kind of like right at the same time as actually, you know, few few months postpartum was kind of intense. But honestly, it feels like time to release it into the world. And it was like, it's the stories of the things that we work through in order to have the opening of the intimacy and the love or the dreams coming true. Um, and so the book is really like how we're, moving through those heart wounds, those heart shadows, those places where we want to close down, we don't want to open up, even to people we love, even if you're married, the same thing can happen, where you're like, oh yeah, we're good, we're, we, we love each other so much, but then you're like, not really connecting, you're not really stopping and pausing, you're letting these little hurts kind of get between you, so it's not you know, it's, it can, they can manifest, these heart kind of wounds can manifest in all our relationships, friendships, family. Yeah. They're the same patterns that we likely saw given to us by our parents and society. And society, that I we love pass, that you say that. Yeah, that we just pass on. So we can stop and go, okay, I'm going to actually kind of look into the alchemy of why does this keep happening, right? Why do I keep doing this? Or why do I keep numbing? Or why do I keep avoiding? Um, and for me, that's the beauty. It's like, that's where we get to sort of open our heart to a whole new level. Mm. Um, because I could be sitting with my daughter and she's gorgeous and beautiful, like full of love. And I could be completely not present. Yeah. I could be closed. I could be numb. I could be avoiding. So it's not, it's not in having a family or a partner that it's like, great, everything's fabulous. No, you're still you, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, despite where you go, there you are. Would. Exactly. And so the in dare to feel, it's like, well, wh where are we not fully being real mm -hmm. with ourselves? Mm -hmm. And I, I share that through my story, my own stories where mm -hmm. I'm like, here's where I lied to myself. Yeah, I mean, I, you're an epic storyteller, but what I loved about the book also is that the stories are coupled with action. Mm -hmm. So at the end of every one of your own personal, really fun stories, um, we have actionable steps to, you know, sit with our own life story. Yeah, so every story has reflection after, so you have that you could write about or you could just contemplate like writing prompts, reflection prompts and a ritual for you to do. So you could bring something into your body in a way by sitting and either having some sort of a meditation or a little exercise that I give you too. Um, How did you come to those exercises by the way? I know a lot of them actually were inspired by our time in acting school together, which I think is so beautiful. And you so really much. give a great nod to Stella Adler. <laughs> 
for you know tapping you into your feeling body yeah all those years ago yeah um but where did you get all these beautiful rituals i mean i just write them i just as an artist as a creative person you know i just write them i just call them forth out of me i'm also a product of my world and environment so as any artist is right we're influenced by everything we read learn experience and you sit in ceremony with yourself you do these practices like well i've done all kinds of practices. what's your favorite these days actually what's your favorite as a mother let's get Mm. specific because if there are new baby mommies yeah out there like it's not so easy i mean you look so glam right now but we were laughing in the in the bathroom (laughs) like like this is such a treat because you have a teeny tiny baby who has time to get glam yeah except for on the off off day the thing that's been saving me in these few months has been my sensual embodiment practice which is super simple great let's go which is just put on one song where that helps me feel sexy sensual in my body put on one song go lay on the floor first just breathe and then just start to notice my body and start to move really slowly to the song. Just slowly. And it's like, it's not a yoga practice. It's not Pilates. But I get to just move my body. Now, mm. you, don't, you don't have to worry about like what you look like. And it also could be in the shower. That you're lit- you put on a song that you feel really good in your body with. And you're in the shower and the music is playing. And you're sudsing up your body. And you're just mm. like with yourself and feeling yourself. And just for me, just to feel, I I can't not, I can't give in that your up. Senses. Yeah, I can't your give senses. up my sensuality or my desire to feel like a woman, to feel like an embodied woman who like mm, feels good in her skin. So many people lose that in that fourth trimester and for absolutely understandable reasons like there's always this talk about how you know my body is not my own you know for a long time when you're incubating a human life (laughs) delivering it to the world your welcome world and then also you know you're your baby's sustenance yeah you know you're her nervous system yeah so I, I'm really glad that you're that you offer that, but that you do that for yourself. Like as your friend, I'm like so glad that you're yeah. still you still own your skin. Yeah, I mean, like my last weekend, I think it was my partner is like sitting in the chair holding our daughter, and I was like dancing for them. You know, <gasps> cute. Yeah. And How's just, it going between the two of you guys? Great. I mean, I feel like I fell so deeply in love on another level with him when i saw him become a dad no it's really hot actually it is it's it's beautiful it's so so beautiful and like we don't have any time like the other night she fell asleep and we're co-sleeping which Mm -hmm. i'm happy to talk about but talk about um but because we're co-sleeping like she sleeps in the middle of us a lot and so for the first time in a long time i was like wait i get she's asleep i can go around the bed and just go snuggle with him for a second yeah. because we hadn't been doing that. Our focus has been on her so much. Yeah. And like he just held me in his arms for like five minutes. Oh. And it was such a, you know, I missed that so much um, just because she's always on one of our bodies. <laughs> yeah. She's so small. She is. She's still so small. And she just likes to be held. She's not like to be 
she's your daughter yeah <laughs> i mean really yeah she's a queen too she's like dictates everything that we do right so if we sit down when she's having like a little bit of a fussy moment and then she's like meh so we have to stand back up but i'm like she's just telling bossing us around <laughs> yeah she is that's what they do that's what they do yeah that's their job yeah yeah, but I really enjoy co-sleeping and I feel like I, I it's not for everyone and I'm not saying it's for everyone, but the amount of love and the amount yeah. of intimacy that I've been able to experience with my daughter and to be able to give her the security that maybe I didn't have in mm-hmm. the same way. Though my mom has now told me, she's like, yeah, sometimes I'd let you sleep in the bed, you know, <laughs> and like, um, which is, it was just really sweet, but I, I she we tried putting in her in a bassinet and she just would wail and wail and wail mm-hmm. and, like, I can't, I and it made sense yeah Dude. it made sense for us yeah. I mean we're a certain age and we have space and we're like really aware and not once have I um missed one of her cues like in terms of her getting upset in the middle of the night or I thought Eli's a, a deeper sleeper I thought what if he rolls onto her or something He's just never, like, he's so aware. We're yeah. both aware. And I think that's part of it is, like, for people that are have a certain amount of awareness and that are healthy and that aren't, you know, there's all these, like, kind of stipulations. Sure. Um, and it's something that you have to want to do, yes. right? And yeah, like, and, and be able to do, actually. Right. Yeah. Um, and have the support around you. I know that you have a real community around you who... Um, either our parents or are spiritually minded and um, and so like you have people who who can talk to you ab- about <clears throat> co-sleeping and co-regulating and all this sort of yeah. stuff um, in a way that you know here in New York City that the pediatricians are just like sleep train them right away and yeah. let's just say the first time around for me that was really hard and the second time around I decided to co-sleep with my daughter, because that was better for me. But there are some people who have to wake up in the morning and totally they really can't sleep, yeah. you know, soundly. And yeah. and I, what I really appreciate you about you is that <clears throat> you're always willing to share and teach with a caveat that this is what works for you. Totally, always. And I admire that about you. I cherish that about you because I think you um, are different. Mm. to a lot of the (laughs) spiritual teachers, authors um, Mm. in your field where you have enough humility to say, this is my life experience and I want you to take what's good for you. Right, right, right. Yeah, Yeah, I really appreciate that. Yeah. So I think it's really obnoxious when people try to push their point of view onto other people without even just acknowledging, wow, I don't know who I'm even telling (laughs) what to do like I'm telling someone what to do who I don't know I don't know their background I don't know their trauma I don't know their their uh you know religion I don't know what country they come from and I'm giving them all the same formula on how to be it really is so upsetting and I think it's really like I like look at the brain rot happening around us and you talk really um uh openly about your like screen use and um and you give a lot of suggestions in your book which i appreciate you're like yeah to get people to like go out and live their life again. i know and you inspire us to live our lives with your stories because you know in all those stories you're not you know scrolling on instagram no. you're running down the hall naked screaming 
<laughs> at, at a hotel in Berlin. That was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, I, yeah. I really, I really yeah. appreciate that because I, I think that uh, we're seeing a real shift in society. And I, um, yeah, you give us a heads up, like babes, 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 life's, life is happening. I find myself right there, like being on my phone and going, wait a minute, when's the last time that I like had an adventure? And or that I just like took a walk without my phone or that I said struck up a conversation at a cafe. In New York City, you there's so much opportunity and I think that And almost too much sometimes I think it can be everybody overstimulating. Just, yeah, yeah, you yeah. were just saying about your own daughter. It's like it can be really really overstimulating for adult nervous systems too, so we just sort of shut off right. and go into our phones and Yeah. Um yeah. But but in the rest of the country or the world like you have to make an effort to really connect with someone yeah yeah put down your phone yeah after yeah. this episode <laughs> um if i may you do mention your mom and her her struggles and 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 um how that impacted you your dad too but i'm wondering how has motherhood um colored your view of your own mother in the past two plus months I mean, I mean it's literally I, been two months so yeah <laughs> I just feel I feel so much more gratitude to my towards both of my parents than I'm just like oh my god they changed my diaper like eight times a day yeah you guys that is just huge the fact if you hate your parents or if you love them and you have a troubled relationship with them or if you yeah. talk to them or don't talk to them just remember they were changing your diaper eight times a day I know it's so know? hard to hear for some people who are in the midst of of what you talk about in the book which is really Deep healing, healing yeah. that trauma but it is so true oh my god the perspective on and my dad has been so sweet now he's like oh i was up with you in the middle of the night i used to rock you in the rocking chair when you were just crying i'd be on the international flights to brazil because my dad's brazilian and i'd be walking you up and down the aisle and it's so humbling because I'm like, you know, even if they have both driven me crazy at certain moments, and maybe your parents have too if you're listening, but, but they still had to do that deep devotional loving, you know, for those years. And that's a lot of time just focused on you, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I have more more love and respect um, for them. And, and, you know, we still had a lot of healing to, to do. Yeah. I'm so glad. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad. It's such yeah. a humbling experience to be a mother. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm so glad that you guys had that um, connection. Yeah. It's really sweet, all those stories about your um, your Brazilian side, by the way. Mm. That's the one part of your um, life that I, you know, it, that I'm reading about that I just didn't know so much about yeah all those summers in brazil yeah well one thing that you know brazil really impacted me in a way that i talk about in my first book which is just like that i grew up half in this society that allowed women's sexuality if not over sexualize them in a particular yeah, yeah. type of a way brazilian like feminine sexuality and feminine embodiment is so specific so specific to the extent that now, you know, I grew up in like the 90s, but now like Brazilian butt lifts and Brazilian bikinis yeah. and Brazilian waxes, like yeah. all that came from a culture that right. like I grew up in before any of that stuff was over here. But so then I would be in Brazil and in, in the summer with my family and this really kind of like you're supposed to be sensual and you're supposed to be embodied in this like 
very specific way as a woman. And then I come back to the States and like none of that was okay in Georgia in the Protestant Christian South that I was a part of. And so that, I always had this kind of tug inside of me of like my, you know, kind of like British ancestor, mm-hmm. Irish ancestor side. And then the Brazilians, which came from you know, Portugal and Spain, but yeah. but the Brazilian culture is such a mix of African culture and indigenous culture and those European colonizer cultures. And and anyway, so that's a huge... And the language itself really yeah. does shape the mind, and it's, body, yeah. spirit. It's such a beautiful language. I know? really connected with you on that. Um, you make a point to say, like, you look white. And yeah. You're well, yeah, definitely half super white, <laughs> and, and you're and you're and, but culturally, you are Brazilian half, and there's this sort of tug and pull around like the way you're you you present to the world, and what like y- you your family DNA, but also your family culture is, and yeah. um, I I really appreciated that because like what the world sees isn't necessarily what's going on on the inside right right yeah Yeah, latin american i feel like culture is so vast right because you're putting all these countries that were colonized by spain and portugal and like have a mix of indigenous culture and african culture and then like the european culture so they're all in this kind of latin american bucket Mm. right um and and yet when we say latin american we know kind of like we have a feeling, right? Like we have a a, a visual in our mind. Yeah, a visual for sure. Yeah, a visual, and I definitely don't fit that. But I mean, <laughs> it, I, I guess it depends on a certain day. But um, but, but we your also, teachings do reflect that. Yeah, and I they, think this sort of indigenous quality, this sort of earth quality, even just like even the teaching today when you when you talked about being in the shower and connecting to your sensuality, and you know there there is something about your Brazilian heritage, your father's culture, yeah, um, that really infuses every your adventurous spirit totally well also i mean i do so much work with women and so much embodiment work and so much like i love supporting women to be in their sensual body and to be open-hearted and to feel passionate and the passion and the sensuality comes from that does not come Mm -hmm. from my english and irish white predecessors you know who were like buttoned up the wounds come from that. So many wounds but around. But also, what about your intellect? Come on, your into. I mean, not. I'm not saying that that, that necessarily doesn't <laughs> Shit, come from you're your. Shit, you're gonna get some comments no, on no, that no. one. But I mean, but there are some. There, what about your intellect? What about your? What about like? You know, no, it's what, true. Even, yeah, yeah. Even your. My you, dad is not known for being an intellectual. Yeah, but right. But exactly. he's known for being a passionate Brazilian lover. Yeah. So I've heard know, but, from all of the women. Yeah, but also, and I, you talk. And about there's that. a story you, in the book. It's a great story about Sweet hearing him have loud sex, but hearing. <laughs> and have loud sex and like throwing a uh, a glass. It was so beautifully written. Oh it's my god! It's a little god. heartbreaking story. It's heartbreaking, and it was also like where the you know, that Rumi quote about the cracks and that's totally. where the light comes in. Totally, he's, you know. But my mom's side, yes, my mom's actually very, very smart. She's like Mensa smart. She, she, I got the smarts. Yeah, from her. and you do have the smarts, babe. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You definitely have the smarts, and I. I'm, and there are a lot of other things that I know, you know, that, but that you can Protestant be, white yeah. um, heritage does offer you for sure. I just wanted to highlight 
that part of you because I, I, I related to it that and, and you're Noah character because she's Israeli. I just that feistiness that I you know. talk about, even in your daughter, I know. you know, that, yeah. that you enjoy, that you love, that you see in all of us. You're like, I see the glimmer. Well, I the see it in women you, over can, Zoom. <laughs> yeah, you can be a woman who has all of that. You don't have to choose being smart or being, you know, kind of like put together. You can also be passionate and sensual and adventurous. You know, you can also be like. You know, I say this tongue in cheek, but like a little slutty, even in your in your own private marriage or monogamy, mm. right? And I or think, not, yeah, or not. or not, or beyond that. But uh, for me, it's it, there's a space of being able to have a multi-dimensional robustness as a woman um, that that I still feel like is new. We don't see a lot of women who are like, oh, I'm gonna claim all these parts of me. I'm gonna embody all these parts of me. Um, I can be su- super spiritual and super po- super devotional, super pious, um, connected to either a religious or spiritual background. I can be that. I can have that. And I can also be super sensual, mm. super passionate as a lover. Be- I can adore my ass and my thighs and shake them, you know, and I can also be really fucking smart. That we don't see that so much embodied. Mm. Well, you, know? you embody that. Well, thank you. And then you can add on to that. Like I can also be a, a boss in my work, right? But we've been taught so much that we have to kind of compartmentalize and we have to be, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It can be very confronting to be in a spiritual context and someone comes in there and they're fucking sexy and em- emboldened in their sexuality, right? Like that can be really confronting or vice versa. Well, I noticed that your husband, husband, I called him your husband. A lot of people have been calling him my husband. Lately. Your baby daddy. <laughs> um, baby daddy. Eli. We, we're super Eli's nonconformist not... around certain things, but we'll see. We'll see if we if we buy into that one Listen, in the next few there was years. A moment, I'll be inviting like, you if we do. I know. Duh. But there was a moment um, when you were having your your blessing way around, you know, your your. Um, your pregnancy and I thought they're not gonna have a wedding I have to go to this is the thing but maybe you are gonna have a wedding maybe. you love a party I love a party <laughs> we can have read a the spirit. book you'll see how much he loves yeah. a party <laughs> just thinking about that sex party scene it's yeah great. it's great it's a great one um but speaking of the sex party scene it's like your um partner is not he's not intimidated by the fullness of your life and your loving and your intellect you look how confused you look even by my mentioning that he would be intimidated by no, it, no, no, by but your power you you one time i'm going to tell this little story so one time i was visiting my dad and my dad looked at me and he said do not ever tell a man that you have been bisexual or dated women because oh, yeah. you won't um he won't date you or he won't want to have a baby with you and I thought, excuse me, right? But it really sat with me. I was like, this is coming from like a very, you know, kind of alpha masculine perspective. Also, my dad is born in 1941. But I was like, it really struck me. I thought, what if? And also, your dad is your dad. That's I know. your father. I know. You know? Of course like, he's going to say, I know, I know. No, but, but, I, but I mean, but I mean, like, it's to, to you as his child, you're like, that's the word of God. You yeah, know, that- totally. And I'm like, okay, basically, you're telling me I'm not lovable to a straight, normative, white kind of a guy, whatever. Not white, but whatever. A straight guy. <laughs> I'm not... You're talking about Eli. That's I'm talking I'm, about yeah. Eli. He is. He happens to be white and straight. Um, but, 
I'm not lovable, let's say, if I tell this potential partner that I have had a, a checkered past. Like, that's the word that just popped into my checkered brain, past, which would be yeah. the voice of my father, sure. would, you know, be like, oh. I'm so glad you published a book about it. I just, I just, <laughs> I just, I just, I think about it and I'm like, I get really like embarrassed. Wow, that's the word I was going to use, embarrassed. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, the world knows so much about me. You know, my my parents, what do they think? And I read your book and I was like, they think I'm badass. You know? Like, that's really a beautiful thing that you owned your life story and you shared it for the betterment of womankind, certainly. But it, as we know, if we elevate women, we also elevate men. You know, yeah. like, I just think it's, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you owned that, that you transcended that narrative around around your sexuality, around your your love. This story about Noah ugh, and all of your girlfriends, I I loved that part of your yeah, life. Yeah, there were only two girls. I was sure there. you were a lesbian, just for the record. I was ah! like, this woman does not like men. What are you talking about? <laughs> it wasn't a phase, but I've just It always, wasn't a phase. No, it was, it's, it's just always... Just been about the love and the connection and not necessarily having it. And that's just a part of my sort of non-conformist, like expansive soul, I think. Mm. Um, and yeah, and then it was funny because then I met my partner now who's like from New Hampshire, <laughs> you know, like he's like. He, yeah, he's so normal in that in a lot of ways and also. I know, and he's super fr fringe. Non like but he the fact that he can hold all of you, I, I think yeah. that I, we have to, I know I know you looked at me like I was crazy, but it's, it, and it should be looked at like it's crazy, but for the rest of the world, like, uh, there are a lot of men who are intimidated by um, oh, the right. fullness, That's what you had asked the me. fullness well, of I your terrified, expression, and, um, and you... Being in partnership with a man like Eli, who will get up in the middle of the night with your with your child, who can read your book and say, babe, I love it. And mm. I'm here for you for your book launch in New York. And I'm mm. here with the baby and go get your your um, makeup done. And 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 like, you know, I just think it's notable. Yeah. It, no, it he's is, amazing. It's like the, he's it's amazing. the thing. It's he's the amazing. next chapter. It's yeah. the next book. Is yeah. that this is notable. This is this normal yeah. life is really also really big. Yeah. I was scared though for him to know things about me. You know, I thought he I thought it would be too much. It played into my narrative of mm -hmm. I'm too much, which I talk about a bunch in both of my books. And so I wasn't sure, am I going to be too much for him? And then I found out that he's had a completely wild life. And ah! I'm like, all right, you've done some crazy shit. Cool. Mine isn't crazy shit, but it's just I've lived. I've tried things. I've experimented, et cetera, which I think is becoming the norm or it already is the norm now versus 20 years ago when we were in college. It wasn't right. the norm, no. right? Like how many queer people did we know um well they we, we knew them but they were closeted yeah which is crazy i just think about <laughs> should i change their names i think about some of the guys in our um yes don't say school. their names just in case i'm so i'm so glad you changed names in your book by the way because i'm like oh i should do that more often <laughs> um but like you know like the guys in our class who are in an acting studio like 
in NYU where like we didn't care if they were gay or straight or bi or you know you know asexual we we didn't care totally closeted 20 years ago right Uh, and I'm sure it still goes on now. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure that still goes on now. I don't know. I feel like the Gen Zs are really, I, really um, different than I, than us millennials. I'm I was glad. at a pole dancing class in Florida where we recently moved the other day. This is my first postpartum like thing. I love the start of this. Sentence. Yeah, I'm like postpartum. I'm gonna go do a workout class. Let me go to a pole class, <laughs> and it was like all Gen Zs except me and my friend. And one of there was this trans guy gen z huge high heels on he was like do you guys mind if i film and um, my friend was like oh, i'm not really into it and then i was like oh, i don't know you know this is my friend and he said you can just say no wow and i just felt like oh right they come from a generation <sighs> where they can just own their needs um whereas like for us like women people so many pleasing. words so many words that so hard to have no. a need or a boundary you know i just thought oh god yeah how embarrassing that here i am nearly 40 and i'm like not able to just i felt bad i didn't want to like ruin his video you know i didn't want him to not be able to record his routine because of me you know so that's where my mind is going whereas i felt like he was like no if you don't want to be in in the video i'll just you know, record from over there. <laughs> so I'm really so glad that you say that because sometimes I get really nervous for Gen Z. And there and like any well, other there's other things. Sure. You know. Like any other generation, there's there's gonna be good and there's gonna be bad. Yeah. That's just how it goes. Um okay, speaking of the next generation, what do you wish for your daughter? God, I really, really wish for her that oh, wait, all- we're opening up the portal, so just yes, go for please, it. Yes, yeah. please, please. I want TikTok and all that stuff to be done. I don't want the fa- the filters. I don't want her to think about Instagram face. I don't want her to be face tuning her face or her body. I don't want her to be looking to people like, I'm sorry to say, it's, I'm just going to say it, social media influencers as her idols. Like I would really like that to be done with. By like, the time. Like, yeah, we sealed up that. We sealed up that phase. Contract with. Where, like, 16 year olds are getting, like, you know, filler in their face and stuff like that. Like, I do not want her. We, I don't want her to have to deal with that. And having to potentially deal with, like, her sexuality or being so onlineified, if that's a word, d- digitalized. Because I didn't have to deal with that. And I, I would have gotten in so much trouble for being exploratory and adventurous as a woman like i would have had i mean i would have gotten in so much trouble as a mm-hmm, teenager mm-hmm. if people had a phone around mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and i just i hope that there's a way that people that we get through this kind of phase in the youth that it doesn't get worse yeah. as opposed to better i mean some of the things i'm reading there's like ai digital girlfriends that sound like something out of Blade Runner, you know, which, you know, it's like people, millions of guys are signing up for right now to have this kind of virtual um, relationship and this kind of thing. So my fear is that we're going to dive further into technology and that real life and like to swim in the the ocean and to like, um, you know, hike a mountain or something is going to be super boring for kids. Like that's my fear. You know what I love about the way you use Instagram and it has really propelled your career forward in a major way. Mm. And um, but I I love that you use it as a sort of commercial for hiking and swimming Ah! and lovemaking (laughs) and like and like, you know, you're like, let me remind you how cool it is to just like get naked and get in the water. (laughs) Be alive. 
be alive. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, my you partner, my, my dude is really great at that. And like when we first were falling in love, we would like go hiking and like take off our clothes in the woods and like put on a speaker and dance and like drink tequila in the middle of the trees and like laugh and you know just like have an adventure stop the car at the side of the road and just like make love you know so this is still your i mean the past two plus months maybe not but even you've been having adventures with your man yeah even through pregnancy you were oh my gosh climbing mountains at yeah what was it eight months pregnant yeah we we totally we went to france and we hiked and we did a pilgrimage to mary magdalene together which he was so loving to come do with me and um yeah we we just keep having fun adventures and that's one of the things that i love about him is like he's wild and he does not want to be domesticated as a Mm. as a man or a father Mm. i mean it's tough this we get into a lot of fights around this relationship because his idea of what's safe and my idea of what's safe physically are so different. Right. During my blessing way, we had a bunch of friends kayaking in this gorgeous crystal spring and he's there swimming next to an alligator. And I'm oh just God, like, oh my, oh, my oh my God, you know, trying not to have a heart attack. So, um, you know, there's stuff like that where I've had mm. to really walk the edge. He'll like climb up to like a literal edge. And I'm just like, I'm not doing that. I know, because it's different when you have a child. All of a sudden, you're like... Oh, but I was already, like... (laughs) (laughs) But I'm glad that he's that and not, like, the guy who's, like, on his phone all the time and, like, barely, you know, playing video games or something like that. You know, I appreciate his wildness. I appreciate his, um, you know, devotion to doing those things, like climbing that mountain. Am I going to do each thing with him? No. (laughs) Yeah. What's your... What's your hope and goal and wish for your book baby i hope a lot of people read it and love it and then it or may- listen to the audiobook and listen to the audiobook for sure which yeah, is great. a great one um but that it makes you feel your own stories that you were carrying shame around you were carrying guilt around yeah. that you were thought were weird some of the things that are kind of blocking your own heart that it unlocks it like that it's a permission slip like i've gotten messages from people being like oh my god this helped me so much to just look into my own stories and my own experiences and to let them be liberated so it helped me so much it really did i mean i hope i wish for everyone to have a friend who chronicles their life (laughs) like the life that you lived with them and the life that that i didn't live with you but it is a really beautiful gift to see you own your story honor your life Mm. you know in a way that is artful because I was there and I was just like oh my gosh I was at that event at that John Travolta event at (laughs) Stella Adler where we got stuck in the elevator and yeah in fact it was a scene for a book or a movie it was artful you know it wasn't just a day that we should you know um take for granted and i really appreciated that yeah i, I also, hope somebody sends it to john travolta and oh, he yeah. remembers that time. me too it was really fun <laughs> or, or, or the times where you sort of you you chronicle your like sexual escapades and 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 professional maybe losses where i would you know be there holding your hand through those tears and mm. i just it's a beautiful experience and it really reminded me that like our lives are precious 
you know, that, that we are living a a story, like a movie, a Mm. book, you know, you made it, you made it so that I could reflect on my own experience, like you say, without shame. Yeah. Without shame. In fact, with pride. Exactly. And that's that's the thing. It's like, it's not about my stories necessarily. Yes, they're fun and inspiring, but they're really meant to be your stories because you've also felt ashamed. You've Mm. also woken up hungover and afraid and not sure what your life is going to look like or whatever. And you know what? Looking back, I can laugh at it. Yeah. And I can honor it. You know, like I could say like, oh, that's that's a scene for a book. Right. You know, that's a teachable moment. Right. That was fun. That was youth. And um, anyway, I hope, I do hope that everyone reads it. Yeah. um, Or listens to it. That we continue to follow and cherish your journey. And and maybe this next, your next book is all about being a mom. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Any parting words or did we do it? I think we did it. I, I feel pretty, I feel pretty good. Congratulations, buddy. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Thanks for doing your work in the world. I love you. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Mom Curious Podcast. My name is Daniela Ravani. I am your host. And I would love to continue this conversation at Daniela Rabani on Instagram. And if you'd be so kind to rate and review, share this podcast, I would be just really grateful. Catch you next time every Tuesday on the Mom Curious Podcast, produced by Hoff Studios. You can find them at Hoff Studios on Instagram as well. All right. Have a great day. 